excited to get into today's episode. I've already started eating. I know. <laughs> we already ate all the cucumbers and... Oh. Uh, we had our meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got cucumbers and dip and cherries. And then these old cherry pastries I definitely baked and did not get at Vaughn's. Oh, oh, really? How did you get the plastic packaging again? Oh, you know, I bought the plastic. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, but I got Earl Grey tea. Hot. <laughs> well, I feel like this this book I liked. So the book we'll be talking about and reviewing is called Lessons in Chemistry by um, Bonnie Grammis. Garmis. Bonnie Grammis. Sorry, Bonnie. <laughs> but I I don't know about you, Michelle, but I got introduced to this book. Very uniquely. Mm-hmm. I was at Barnes Nobles, like I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can find me. Exactly. But I was at Barnes Nobles and I was just browsing because I was either looking to pick up a new book or just, you know, liked being around books. Mm-hmm. Who would have guessed? Right. Um, and I came across this table, and I kept seeing this book for months, like. Um, from my understanding, the book we have here in the states is that pink one with the glasses and the. Which I, from my understanding, the author does not like. Oh, really? There's a completely different book cover. Because I get it. This book is very mm-hmm. much about telling a story about a mother, a single mother, mm-hmm. chemist, during what, 1960s, 1950s? It's interesting where women weren't really thought of much in the business, like in the work field. Yeah. And if she was, she's supposed to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Or like a nanny. But she wanted, she was a chemist. Yeah. Um, she was a scientist. She was a scientist, and not only that, she was attractive. Because I feel like it's one thing to be a chemist, and it's another thing to be visually pleased. Like I think that it has its own sets of problems as mm-hmm. well, especially when you come into a uh, workforce that's like. But like in TV and and in books, you never see like a character that's both. Yeah, it's usually like, oh, she's bookish. She's like got the little like nerd look and stuff. Yeah. No, Elizabeth Zott is hot. <laughs> hot. And smart. She's got it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think with this book, I was introduced to it. This random lady came up to me, a random older white woman. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, have you read this book? I was like, no, I keep seeing it around. I'm I'm just curious about it because I see it all around Barnes & Nobles. I see it on the website. She's like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's about feminism, 1960s, 1950s. The workforce and tells a story, you know, of a very well-educated, really intelligent woman. Oh, I would recommend it. You have to get it. You just have to get it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, when you have some random stranger come up to you, normally yeah. that's terrifying. <laughs> but when you have somebody in a bookstore come up to you and just rave about a book, I'm like, well, now I have to buy it. I know. Yeah. And... It was in our TBR list for the podcast, and I was like, you know what, Michelle, let's take a little breathe, a breathe. Don't have I don't have any idea what this book is about, other than what's been told by a random stranger. Mm-hmm. Just going blind, yeah, just going blind, which mm-hmm. is great. It could be scary and great. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the like a couple chapters in, I was like, oh, I like this book. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the book, I was like, oh, my emotions. I love the main character. She's great. She is. So again, we're going over, it's episode 45? Episode 45. 45, Lessons in Chemistry. Um, yeah, and this 
from this point on, there'll be spoilers for Lessons in Chemistry. Have you thought there were spoilers in this podcast before? This book we're going into depth. I think there's so I think we just can't. We're gonna just talk about everything. Well, yeah, there's so many things that yeah. like I have questions for you on your perspective on certain things that I don't have. Um, but yeah, let's just dive into it. Yeah, so grab a snack, sit back, uh put your seatbelt on if you're driving, uh, and uh let's dive in. We are not responsible for any trauma that any children might have while listening to this program. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's set in the early 1960s America, California. Elizabeth Zott struggles to make her way through the male-dominated industry. She is no housewife. In fact, she's a scientist, a chemist at Hastings Research Institute. Through a series of tragic events, she is fired, taken advantage of, and had her research stolen. Forcing her to switch directions in her career... Walter, a television producer, offers her a job to be a host of a new cooking show, Supper at Six. She takes her new job seriously and teaches the American woman a few things about chemistry. In a very unique way as well. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Some of the, the running themes, or excuse me, the running genres or themes that you'll see in this book is sexism, feminism, uh, feminism. Yeah, in the 1960s. In 1960s. But the other thing is, too, is um, some triggers. If anybody, this book, not that it's, it isn't going to depth. You are aware that, yeah. you know, Elizabeth is sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And other women are in this book. And the, yeah, they, they don't go into grand details. But I figured, you know, if you're going to read this book, just be aware that that does happen. It's not the it's not the thing throughout the whole book, right? But it is something that is discussed that has happened to women in that field, mm-hmm. which is a reality for a lot of women as well in workforces. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, and then there's also um, the mention of suicide. There is, um, and homophobia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well. It's touched on. It's touched on. Um, some of the characters, the main character being Elizabeth Zott. The love interest is Calvin Evans. The piece of shit uh, boss is, <laughs> was it Dr. Donati? Donati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, director of chemistry of Hastings. Um, the traitor to... Uh, all the, women. <laughs> all women is Miss Frasca's secretary. But her character is kind of interesting. We'll get into her a little later. Yeah. Harriet is... Uh, Elizabeth's next door neighbor and soon BFF slash babysitter. I love her so much. Right. Walter Pine is <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> he is a sweetheart. He is an absolute sweetheart. But, and yeah. he's an older gentleman too who's a single father. A single father. Who finds out that the child isn't his. I know. I love, I like, but he, like his daughter, Amanda Pine. Yeah. Is his daughter. Like, it may not be blood, right, but, but he, that's like, his child. That's his child. And I love that so yeah. much. Well, they after, I, after I heard, learned that, I was like, I love him so much more now. Well, because the story behind him, I know there's more characters, but he's an interesting character because one, back in the day, I don't know, do you don't really, at least I've never heard of like single dads in the 1950s or mm. 60s raising kids. But the fact that with his wife divorced him, yeah. I forgot what the reason was. And then later found out that that wasn't even his child. And she left the child with him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, the fact that one, as a man, like, 
He even states, while the child is not his by blood, that is his child. It is his and child, in yeah. every form of way, that is his child. The only thing that seems to be missing is blood connection. And at the end of the day, that only goes so far. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Right. At the end, because... And I don't think Amanda knows. I don't no, think, I, he's like, I'm plan. I actually plan to tell her when she's forty. Yeah, <laughs> and I laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he gave. I like after I knew that he got like ten thousand points in like yeah. the green flags. Yeah. I was like, and I mm. think, I think it's just it goes to show you though that like not all men are scumbags. No, well I knew that. Yeah, we know that. Of that. course, we know that. Um, is there a few? Um, but like. A lot in this book are, which is a lot. I remember, yeah, yeah a lot of the guys in this book are, well, and I, yeah. I would say because no, you can't even say that. I was gonna say because society lets them, but I was like, no, because Walter doesn't act like that. It's because they have Phil, their the boss, uh, Walter's boss, mm-hmm. is definitely a byproduct of society, though. Yeah, and it's just a lot about their characters, mm-hmm. though, because when you have a society that lets you get like there's a loophole that will let you get away with treating people with absolute shit and instead of having the integrity and the actual balls to be like i'm not going to treat somebody like this mm-hmm. you do it anyway because you know you can get away with it yeah it says a lot more about you as a person and you see a lot of those characters repeatedly throughout the book that they're just continuously like even to the form where when something is done obviously wrong to mm-hmm. like Elizabeth or any other female character that we meet throughout the book. Yeah. They don't really have, not to say that they don't have the right to send a letter in and send a complaint. It's the fact that they won't be believed mm-hmm. because a woman sent it. Their word, their, their word has no value. Right. And that's the part that's just absolutely just my, like the fact that you think so little of women of oh, half the population and half the, right that fucking got you here yeah because my thing that's the thing that never oh that always balled my mind right okay? how is it like and i know you can say society structures and that i'm just thinking okay just riddle me this batman okay <laughs> how is it that men and i'm saying men loosely here mm-hmm. okay before people like not all men i know yeah we know we know I married one <laughs> right? and i love him dearly right but how is it that you, men can sit here and think women are weak they can't do this they don't have a right for this and that they're not strong you got here on this earth with a woman's strength alone mm-hmm. period period a woman's strength alone she's the one that brought you into this earth she's the one that carried you for nine months while you fucking kicked her ribs in and had her piss herself <laughs> when you started to play with her bladder right because you thought it was comfy and a bungee like and then you get into this world and it teaches you, strangely, that women are less than. Yeah. Make it make sense. It does not make sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. And it's just so mind-boggling. It's like, well, your place is... No, 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 no. You don't get to tell me where my place is. I decide where my place is. And I'll tell you where my place is. And then I'll also update you as well when I decide to move a new place. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? <laughs> and it's just so frustrating. Because I feel uh-huh. like even in today's world, like it's gotten better. It could be better, uh, but it's so frustrating to kind of like, I, f- I feel like you see this specifically, I feel like it's really honed down and kind of like spotlighted really in like relationships. Yeah. If today it is. I feel like women have grown and have got, had all of these opportunities, which is phenomenal for mm-hmm. us to grow and step up. And we've, I think in this country, like women are most educated. I think, you know, with degrees and, and whatnot and with just phenomenal which is stuff we couldn't even get from our own grandmothers like yeah. we they probably look at us and they're like damn like, yeah. <laughs> um but then you have these guys 
who haven't really changed their mentality. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. You're educated and stuff, but this is your role you're supposed to play in this world. You're like, that's not how it goes anymore. No. The reason back in the 1950s, 1960s, that women played those roles is because they didn't have the privilege or the rights to serve, like to financial independence. They couldn't even have a bank account they on couldn't themselves. Have, yeah, they couldn't have a bank account to themselves mm-hmm. um, without their husband's permission. Yeah. And now we do. So now, now you're just kind of realizing, you're like, I don't have to do that. So... It's the thing you always hear too is like, what do you bring into the table? And you're like, bitch, I built the table. What do you mean? <laughs> I built the table. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just interesting when you hear in this time frame and, and all, it's just like the guys are like, well, a woman's place, she should get married and squeeze out a couple of kids and squeeze out, by the way. I haven't had kids yet, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure that's not how you do that's that. That's not how it works. Yeah. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, and then you like have kids and then just, just be happy. And then, yeah, I'm a married man. But if I step out of my marriage to have, play a little, that's absolutely okay. That's Why? Okay. Cause I'm the man. Because I'm the man. You're, you're like, that doesn't make any, okay. Right. Okay. So like, I can do that. But if my wife does that. Oh, she's a witch. She's a witch. She's on the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, ho. Like, it doesn't matter if I treated her like crap. The fact that she thinks she could leave me. Right. Ho. How dare. <laughs> so I think it's interesting where you can, the book does remind you consistently of like women's glass ceiling, women's mm-hmm. um, pers- like perspective and positions in society. But I think it's interesting to see where Walter is. Well, the only thing that's running against him is that he's a single father. And honestly, that's in society even to and today. The, the bar is like so low for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, in today's age, a single dad is not that bad. Yeah. People won't say anything about single dad. Yeah. In my they're, they're heroes most of the time yeah in my eyes from my experiences i don't hear people talk negatively about yeah. potentially dating single dads you might hear a lot about when it comes to single moms and with having children they're like ooh, mm-hmm. not again i don't understand but okay going back to the character introductions we have is it reverend wakely reverend like yeah uh calvin's pen pal <laughs> And Madeline's friend, her mm-hmm. her government name is is Mad. <laughs> it's M A D. She's legally mad. Her name, <laughs> her name on her birth certificate because of that dumb nurse, dumb nurse was like frustrated with her job. And then I think was it in the middle of they said not even after labor in the middle of labor they asked her what her so she she literally was like just gave birth yeah yeah, yeah. and then like is like pissed off at Calvin. <laughs> For getting her pregnant and oh, yeah, not Elizabeth. being there. Right. And not being there anymore. Right. So she's pissed and mad. And she was like in her own like postpartum world, you know. Mm-hmm. And the nurse comes up and like, hey, Joe's blow. How are you doing? And and like stuff like that. And then she's like, I'm mad. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, so I'm going to write that down as the baby's name. Maybe, maybe take a minute look at the situation or maybe come back and check in and be like, Hey, did you really want to name your daughter mad? Yeah. Like, is her accent somewhere and it's pronounced differently? Right. Or... Maybe yeah. don't just write it down and make it finalized. Like but in a book too, it said that that nurse was not happy with her job either. Yeah. But I still. mean, still it's not <laughs> like, like get your life together. Um, <laughs> there's Rev Wakeling, who's Calvin's pen pal. Mm hmm. Um, and then my favorite character out of the whole entire book, I mean, you can't change my mind, is 630. Oh my god, 630 is the, the best genius character. genius dog. He's a little dog. Um, 
And then, How many words can he read? 400 and... <laughs> wow. It's like 492 or something like that. And then there's Madeline, mm-hmm. or Mad, mm-hmm. who's also known by 6.30, the dog, as 9.20. Because mm-hmm. that's the time that she got home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the dog's name is 6.30 because that's when he became part of the family mm-hmm. when he was adopted. And it's, that's, it becomes a running theme uh-huh. throughout the book because you have 6.30 and then Madeline came home and it was 9.20. Mm-hmm. And then with Avery... Calvin's mother, who we meet later in the book. Mm-hmm. Her name. Oh my god, what was her name? Avery Parker. Mm-mm. What was her name that uh, oh, 630 what? gave her? It was another time. It was another time. Oh god. <gasps> Found it. It's at the end of the book. So Avery Parker's name that she is given by 630 <laughs> is 241. 241! <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> and then Miss Mudford, how the hell did you get a teaching degree? I know, right? Oh my god, the absolute worst kindergarten teacher. If she was a teacher to this day, she would have got some. She would have caught these hands. Yeah, I don't even have kids, but she would have caught them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Phil. Oh, I think the worst part is that she also became her first grade teacher too. Ugh. I was like, what cruel world would do that to this poor child? And then there's Phil. How do you pronounce his last name? I don't even. Lieben Small? Doesn't yeah. matter. He's a dick. It doesn't matter. He had a heart attack and almost died. <gasps> I, okay. I've never said this, but I love to anybody. And hopefully it's not misconstrued because I know he's a fictional character. But I loved when he had his heart attack. Right. Because when he was in the hospital, I was like, yeah. His colleagues and him. Oh my God, the get well card. They get one get well card, but all the get well cards in here. Somebody even said, like, I hope you die. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you die? I mm-hmm. hope you stay away forever. I'm like, he was that bad of a boss. Yeah. They all signed it, like, yeah. don't get well soon. Don't get well soon. <laughs> what, did, what did Walter say? He said... Um, Something like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then took his job, which was amazing. And then, yeah, like, the yeah. fucking show flourished. It was it great. It was like, Poo! fuck you, Phil. Fuck you, Phil. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. I know we're going on tangents, but like, keep up with us. Yeah. Get on our level. Also, <laughs> here's a scone. <laughs> here's a scone. But I want to also start off by saying this. With this particular story, I read this book entirely just by the physical book. And wow. <laughs> and I know why I struggled. Now I know why I struggled to pick up my reading hobby years ago. Mm-hmm. Because the amount of like, I, okay, so most of the books that we read here, that we're reading here, I read by audiobooks, and so with us being both grown women mm-hmm. and having jobs and just trying to like multitask, I read the books. I listen to the books when I'm cleaning, like washing dishes, um, doing like just doing mundane things, driving, driving, yeah, um, mostly driving and washing, like just cleaning, catching up on some things. Is uh-huh. the times that I fill in that I have that I can read the books. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, trying to read this physical book, I couldn't do any of that because you have to sit down, you have to make the time right, for yeah. it. 
And I think this book really came to attention where I'm brought, like, highlighted. I was like, well, shit, I don't give myself enough time to sit down and I just know. read a book like that. Yeah. So did I enjoy it? I did. Did it bring a certain amount of stress to me a little bit? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> because it was just like, because I'm sitting here thinking, like, even if I'm, like, folding laundry, I would, I would listen to the book. So I didn't realize how much multitasking I would be doing. Yeah. And so I'd be like, oh, let me read the book. Oh, fuck. I can't fold laundry and read this book. I know, right? I, I if only read. you had another set of hands to turn the pages while you're oh, folding laundry. Ursula! <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's just, I know, first world problems. Like, it's really not a complaint. I think it was just a realization that, like, highlighted in my life that I was like, Wow, I really need to set more time just to just sit and be. Yeah. Just like relax. Yes. So normally I'm like right on top of it. I'm with Michelle with the chapters. I finished this book yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I finished this book last week. Yes. And, it, and it's not the fact that I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, and I think it's different. For, so for all those people out there, I want to stay. It's a little off topic, but I want to stay. That you say that audiobooks isn't really reading the book. It is. It is. It yeah. is reading the book. There's, I mean, I would say listening to somebody narrate it to you, you're still comprehending the book, mm -hmm. the story, the characters, the words. The you're words listening to the words and yeah. getting exposed to different ideas and you stuff. Get, I feel like you get done with audiobooks a lot faster because to sit down and try to comprehend every single word, mm -hmm. maybe that's where people are talking about. But that, that when people are so quick to write off, audiobooks isn't reading the book. It is because I've literally re listened to an audiobook while reading the book just mm -hmm. to hear it. And it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. And I can, and you can tell it's the same thing because if Michelle read the book and I listened to it, we could have the same conversation and know exactly where it was. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just really nice to kind of focus on that with this book in particular. But I did do, I'll have to take pictures. Maybe I'll send it to like on our IG. Oh yeah. You need to take pictures of that. <laughs> I edited all of my notes in here because it was one of those books where I was like, well, shit, I need to put this down. Get the sticky notes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So a lot of my notes right now are just based off my sticky notes. I in love the book. that. Um, I, I thought it was interesting when it came to Calvin and Elizabeth's relationship. Yeah. They let's go by your notes because mine aren't in order, so just ignore mine. <laughs> I'm just ignoring. <laughs> well, because it's not it, it follows yours in certain points. Oh, where did I write that about? Uh, yeah, I love Elizabeth and Calvin's relationship. It's very much um, like academic rivals to yes. um. Yeah, like she stole. It started out with her stealing his beakers. Yes, so she could do her uh, experiments at work. And then, like, well, to be honest, he had all the fucking beakers. He did. He had all the beakers. You don't need that many beakers. And so I don't even know if you want to say. He wasn't even doing anything with them. Exactly. So I don't even know if you wanted to say properly. She didn't steal any beakers. I feel like she. I mean, it was for the same company, so it's just reallocating. He them. was hogging them. Okay? He was hogging them. It was like he hogged them, and she came in, and she was like, "Well, oh, you don't you need don't all of these, so I'm gonna use them." And he's like, "But these are mine." She's like, "You're not even using it now. What are you gonna use them for?" Exactly. <laughs> What are you? And she, in so many ways, was like, fuck you, I'm taking them. Yeah. And then he, he was pissed. He was stunned and pissed. <laughs> yeah, because because the thing is, in the beginning of the book, they tell you, Calvin holds grudges. Yeah. He's the biggest grudge holder there is. Which is, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Do you, okay, speaking about grudges, I know this is a totally different tangent. Uh -huh. Do you think that Madeline, in a weird, loving, and selfish way, was his way of holding a grudge? <laughs> 
got her pregnant. She didn't want to be pregnant, but he's like, fuck you, I'm over here now. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. That's like funny. Right? But not, not in a malicious yeah. way, because yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. But I mean, like, maybe like spiritually, he was just like, gotcha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to be a mother she didn't want to get married and she yeah. didn't want to have kids like she and he was like i don't think he wanted a kids either because they he did they, they agreed uh, right but remember in the book i have the notes okay, he started yeah. to change his mind yeah because it was a whole discussion about That's true him wanting to get married he bought an engagement right? i know yeah he did want and to get then married when he was talking about being married there was a discussion because i have it in my notes michelle yeah <laughs> That he was talking about her changing her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her thing about not wanting to marry him was... Because she didn't want her name to be gone. Well, that, but it really boiled down to she was a chemist. And any findings that she found that she would have discovered if mm-hmm. she was married to him... Because one, Calvin was a phenomenal He was already chemist. famous. He was well-known mm-hmm. chemist in his field. And any discovery that she would have done, especially if she was married to him would have automatically put his name on it. Not that Calvin would have done it, but society would have Society like, would have. Calvin discovered something new. And it wouldn't have been true. And it would have been Mrs. Calvin yeah, Mrs. Evans. Not, yeah, Mrs. Calvin Evans. And she's like, I don't want that. If mm-hmm. I discover it, I want it to be Elizabeth Zott. Yeah. 100% makes sense. And even if she said, she said that even if they were to marry and she kept her name still, she would still be referred to as mm-hmm. Mr. Calvin Evans, exactly. his wife. So exactly, and that yeah. just goes back to show you as well that like women back in the day, even even to a certain point, were considered property mm-hmm. because at least you do. It's yeah, it's no, it's fine. Okay, well, I was like even today, so Michelle's married, um, and but even do people just call you Michelle? <laughs> I almost said your nickname, not your. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Preston was like, no, that's not Preston Bird. It's Preston Bird. It's Helen Bird, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I, okay, so either way, uh, that could be a blooper. <laughs> but so Michelle being married, your new, your name now is Helen Bird. Mm-hmm. So, but I think even people refer to you as Michelle Helen Bird. Yeah. Or Mrs. Hillenberg or mm-hmm. Mrs. Hillen, Michelle Hillenberg. I don't think I've ever heard people refer to you as no people as, yeah as it's, Mrs. Michael. People don't do that anymore. No, yeah, because it's weird. Yeah. It's weird because you're like my name's not Michael. Our society has changed from that. It has. Uh, one of the questions I do have here, um, and this and you can tell me if it's too personal or not, but I genuinely wanted to know your opinion mm-hmm. about like I understand Elizabeth's form as far as research because she's very serious about her work and things. What is your opinion on like? when you changed your name was it just like that was just something you wanted to do was it ever a discussion um it was i don't know we just just wanted to be like a cohesive family i guess yeah yeah looking back on it though i kind of wish that he took my name instead press is cool press is way cooler (laughs) but um michelle's nickname when she was getting married because i really liked her her maiden name was press so the joke was that i was like you could just combine your names and give me pressenberg yeah (laughs) and i almost called her that (laughs) because you're in my phone as michelle pressenberg yeah (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love that i think (laughs) but yeah because i think it's interesting like the only reason i asked especially reading this book i was like thinking about it i was like Oh yeah, I kind of wish I did that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, 
Yeah, because I think it's I think it's interesting. I've always heard that discussion or debate. And mind you guys, I'm single. I don't have any kids. I'm not married. Mm-hmm. But and I'm not dating either at the moment. But it's just like I hear that, and I always like to hear the woman's perspective first versus like the man. Because when I hear a woman's like, I think it's always different. Mm-hmm. Do ladies do whatever it makes you comfortable with your name? It's your name. Mm-hmm. It's your identity. This is just my opinion, but. For ladies who want to change their last name, cool. Yeah. But I, I've heard stories of like... Especially what? if your last name's... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't mean that. Right. I don't mean that. <laughs> but I've like heard like stories of like women dating these guys. And then it comes to like, oh, the guy just assumes she's going to change her last name. And then the woman's like, I really don't want to do that. And I've heard people like guys get upset that the woman doesn't want to change her last name. And I'm like, why are you upset? Yeah. Like, why? Why? That's I find that more strange that... I find that strange that that's your expectation. Because I've yeah. heard people say, well, if you're not changing your last name, we're not doing this. And right, I'm like, yeah. you're going to base your entire relationship based off whether or not she changes her name. That's dumb. Yeah. No, it's kind of, <laughs> actually kind of interesting. I found out, too, that Mikey would have been fine either way. Yeah. Yeah. He well, would press or uh, Hillenburg. So he's like, I know you're was, It's really nice to know that. You supported that. Yeah. Way. He would have been either fine either way. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, I have one of my best friends recently got married in december and i asked her and she was like well she says it's more weird for me to drop one of my names that i've always been referred to for my entire life than it is just to add a last name so for her she kept her last name and then just and put it as her middle name Mm -hmm. legally and then added her husband's last name oh interesting yeah so her name is like emily i'm gonna say her full name but Mm -hmm. it's like Emily, her actual middle name, her maiden name, and then her new last name. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And it, it goes, flows really well, too. Yeah. And she was just, I was like, oh. I was like, she says, it's just like, it's just, she's like, it's easier. She yeah. goes, because she said, to drop my last name is just weird. She goes, because I feel like I'm losing a part. Like, you ha- your whole life was this name. Yeah. And then you're going to change it. It's just, it's, it's very jarring. Yeah. You're just like, I'm no longer, and then yeah. I'm no longer referred to this. And she's like, it just makes more sense that since I'm adding my partner into my life, I add his last name. Mm. Nothing gets taken away. I'm just adding. adding which yeah. I like that too. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Adding. Yeah. Yeah. And it, because before I was like, for the longest, I was like, I'm changing my last name. You know, it wouldn't bother me. And then as I grew older, you know, life hits and that I got to a point where I was like, well, maybe I don't want to change my last name. And mm-hmm. then like your thoughts, I was like, I would like to be a cohesive family. And then I think at this point in time that if I meet somebody and uh, that person and want to share my life with them, I'll just add their last name because it makes sense to me. I like, like that. I like the whole adding part. It's, yeah. Because it really feels like you're adding them to your life. Exactly. Exactly. It's and cool. I've always been referred to by my name. Yeah. Like, why should that change? And God forbid, if I find that person, we get a divorce. I'm dropping your last name. Nothing about my name has to be dropped or added. Like, I'm still this person. Yeah. Um, And any credit that I do is still that. And you know, I, her sister got married two months later, too. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, are you changing that? She goes, no, we're not doing that. We're, we don't really care. So she's still, she's married now. And her husband and her don't. They're like, no, nah, you can keep it. Like, they yeah. don't care. And she's like, and I said, oh, and later down the road, she was later down the road when we were married, if I decide to change my name, I decide to change my route. She was like, I'll do it. Yeah. I think it's really interesting, but I always, I think it's so, I think it's just interesting that 
I 100% get where Elizabeth is coming from. And she's like, anything that I do, people are going to just refer to me as Mrs. Callan Evans. Mm -hmm. She's like, and I'm more than that. And I love the fact that even throughout the obstacles that Elizabeth reaches in her life, she never deters herself. Like she never changes her path. She's very sure of herself. And I think that's something that's so refreshing about this book. Yeah. Is that she's never wavered by anything. She's always yes. very like headstrong on what she believes. <coughs> yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It's refreshing. I think the only time really that you see her wave wavered is two accounts. The loss of Calvin. Mm-hmm. And the birth of Mad. Yeah. And it's a whole, like, not only, like, if you, one, adding a child to your life. Mind you, I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. But I, as somebody on the outside looking in, adding a child to your life is a huge, just a big fucking deal. Huge undertaking. And yeah. you're, you're adapting. You're, essentially, like, if you and your husband, you both know as adults, you're adapting to each other. So there's, like, a give and take that comes mm -hmm. in. When you add a child, that child don't care. It's chaos incarnate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos. <laughs> that child is... Uh, is take, 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 yeah. take, because they don't know any better. They're yeah. a child. They They're... don't know how to communicate right away. Exactly. Yeah. So all the adjustment, mm -hmm. I feel like, is on the adults. Yeah. And so you have Elizabeth adapting to a child. By herself. By herself, while she's still mourning the loss of her partner. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that with her relationship with Calvin, as logical as they were, Mm-hmm. She still thought them as soulmates. Oh my god, yeah. Like, he was her soulmate, and she said it was chemistry. And that was, like, the reason why she let herself fall in love in the first place. Is because it was very, like, down to her biological cells with him. Yeah. Like, she felt it in her, like, bones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that... God, you know, like... They didn't need to get married to know that they were meant to be together. Right. And I think... Yeah. I think in some ways, Calvin, you know, because in the part of the book, he starts to succumb to that. Mm -hmm. He starts to change his mind to that as well. But I He love, understood that, I think. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that when you t when you hear him talk about, um, when he's talking about his old rower, his old friends, and he's talking about Elizabeth, they're just, like, they just say, wow, when's the, when's the wedding? Yeah. Like, when are you guys getting married? Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that you can see he was just as taken with her as she was with him. And I thought it was such a beautiful relationship. Of course, they were they perfect? No. Like, they still have their little arguments here and there. What relationship doesn't? Mm -hmm. But I think that was such a beautiful thing to see two kind of, like, outcasts gone. Because even Calvin, in some ways, was yeah. he was kind of odd-looking. Yeah. But she fell in love for, with him because he was just him, mm -hmm. and he understood her in some other ways. And I, I don't know. I think they go home and like, like work together. Yeah, really I, well. Okay, first of all, they would go home, screw. Yeah, and then after like the the actual, well, not to say that sex isn't intimate, but like you know that part's done with. Yeah, and then while they're pillow talking, it has to do with work and chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> That's their pillow talk. That's their pillow talk. And That's then well sometimes did. in the book they would do their pillow talk. And then, and then she'd have an idea. She had an idea. And then it would start all over again. Yeah. And then it would start <laughs> having sex again. And then they start fighting. Love. And I'm just like. They were so horny for each other. I loved it. <laughs> I love the fact that she, like, later in the book, she talks to Walter about their oh sex. Oh, my God, life. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, did she talk about, like, sex three times a day? Or is it, like, sex three times a week? Something like that. She goes, our sex life was normal for the people that were ages for And he's like, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> he's like, we're best friends, but we're not that close. We're not that close. <laughs> but like over time they do and it's so funny yeah <laughs> like, and he got so comfortable with that yeah i think that says a lot i think 
I think conversation. I think people. Like he was a true friend to her. Like yeah, there like, was, he didn't expect anything there wasn't else. like no sexual tension. There was no like oh I'm gonna, I'm falling for her yeah. or anything. They were like platonic or, yeah male female best friends yeah. And I think which was really cool to see. I think that's what bugs me sometimes when people talk about men and women can't be friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like or because sometimes it could be from a female's from a woman's perspective. It's like, oh, if we're friends, either there's sexual tension there or he wants something. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's written like that, too, in books. Um, But then there's just friendships where you're like, no, we're genuinely just good friends. Right. And we just, we're just, at the moment in this book, they just happen to both be straight. Yeah. Um, But I love that. I loved seeing that Walter was just a genuine friend to her. Mm-hmm. And even he, at the beginning of it, he's like, I am not talking about sex with you. This is so awkward. But then as their friendship progresses, he's just like, I've never had a, I've never had a friendship like this mm-hmm. where you could have a legit enriching conversation and it just happens to be about sex. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I like that. leads that. to like parenting and life. Yes. And like, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like more friendships, more genuine friendships should be like that. Yeah. Just talk about the bullshit. Like, well, bullshit. But I think like society, even nowadays, mm-hmm. to, like there's certain things you don't talk about, but then you have conversations with people and it could be the most enriching genuine conversation. I've had conversations with my friends about sex. Mm-hmm. I think people more people should have conversations yeah. about sex. It's not a system. Yeah, we don't need to close have it behind closed doors. I think everyone should know about it. Like yeah. it's natural. Yeah, it's natural. Um and I think everybody knows once you have a kid, everybody knows how it got here. Yeah. Everybody like, knows no how secret. it got here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter as long as like <laughs> as long as you don't date back you're like wait were you using when you were sleeping at my place or like because i don't want to know okay. <laughs> don't like, don't count back the months <laughs> don't count just like you're pregnant now that's all that matters right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just think more people should talk about it sex is very healthy mm-hmm. um it's very natural um and i love the fact this book talks about it is is conservative as the book seems because uh, of the viewpoint right the fact that they're just yeah we're like we're having sex and I love that she talked about contraceptives too. Mm-hmm. She's like, we took everything in perspective about not getting pregnant. I was like, yeah, you meant to have this baby. <laughs> because she said she, I assume she was on birth control. He was on the pill or something. And she's condoms probably. Yeah. yeah. And they, he still got pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, I well, mean, accidents happen. It's yeah. not foolproof, especially in the sixties. Yeah. Like dosages are weird. I yeah. Think. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I thought it was just, I don't know. Calvin was his own... He was a strange, strange man. <laughs> I know. And he was, like, so into rowing, which was hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, this is my whole personality. It was his whole personality. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. And I found out that the the author actually is a rower, too. <laughs> that makes sense. So that makes sense how she, the book has so much to do about rowing. <laughs> so my question would be, is she Calvin or is she Elizabeth? <laughs> She's definitely Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is she married? Does that mean her husband's Elizabeth? Maybe. I don't know. I, I think she husband? might be married. I know she mentioned she had kids. And the that uh, 630 is actually based off of their own dog. Named Friday. Are they named Friday because 630 was when they became a family? It was because, I, don't, I don't remember if it was because they got the dog on Friday or if the kids thought it was a cool name. I, I couldn't remember. But yeah. I love pets with really unusual names. I know, right? I was like, oh, that's so cute, Friday. I love that name no, for a dog. No, it's not human names. I think that's weird. Yeah. Not weird, but I'm like, when you have a dog, you're like, Calvin. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I want a dog with 
like a strange name where you're just like, why? Like a name. Yeah. That you're like, people just question why. Because mm-hmm. even throughout the book, 6.30, people, like, they're like, oh, it? I love that they mix up his name. There's a couple of times where people, they're like, oh, this is my dog, 6.30. And somebody's like, actually, it's 2.45. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love my friends' names for their cats. They named them tuna salad, Caesar salad, and macaroni salad. <laughs> I see. I couldn't do that because I'd always be hungry. <laughs> that was really cute. Oh my gosh. Oh. My gosh. Oh. Um. Oh, but like also going back to the names, yes. changing changing your last names. It's kind of funny how, uh, women who are like, I don't want to change my last name to my my husband's or partner's name. Yeah. Because like I want to be independent. Blah blah blah. Um. But also like at the same time your last name came from your father which is a male yeah so i'm just like this whole circle well in western culture yeah right uh, western, yeah i'd say I'll, i only speak just talking about united, united states. states in general because i do yeah. know i think and i'll always say this from a couple of my experiences like mm-hmm. my friends that are mexican i don't know if they do it in any other latin or like hispanic countries that the child gets both it's for you oh it's because the car that's dumb Sorry, motorcycle. Now there's like a freaking car alarm going off. Yeah. That's not my car. It is your car. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) We'll pause on that bus. Who's that? (laughs) The car alarm. (laughs) I look over and I see the flashing lights. I hope it's not my car. Looks looks at flashing lights. It is. It is your car. Alright. Who said it is? Who said it with their car alarm going off? <laughs> shit, oh. shit, it's me. <laughs> but um Okay. But yeah. I think it's interesting though, like with uh what are we talking about? Names. Names. Um how oh, is it not changing the name? Uh Mexican culture. Yes, with Mexican culture or Latin I think it's Latin, Latin American. Hispanic, yeah. yeah. The kid, the child actually gets both names. Oh, okay. So, I, like, it's the 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 last name they're referred to is their father's. But for instance, from my experience, like, let's say, mm-hmm. um, you and Mikey have, I, think, I don't know if it's for both sons and daughters, but I'll just assume it is. Mm-hmm. You and Mikey have a child, and her name would be I don't know, let's say Sarah, and then let's say uh, her the middle name ends up being most of the time it'd be like Sarah Press Hillenburg. Mm-hmm. So, like, and if there's actual middle names, so like, that's why Jamie has so many names. <laughs> I don't know about all that, <laughs> but like, um, but it's like, yeah. So if you had a middle name and her name was Sarah, and then her middle name was Evelyn, it'd be Sarah Evelyn Press Hillenburg. Wow. So the child actually does get your last name, but mm-hmm. I think people refer to her as Sarah Hillenburg. Yeah. Like, to shorten it down, but legally, mm-hmm. I've seen people be like, oh, actually, my middle name is my mom's maiden name. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, I like that. At least I've seen that from experience. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, that makes sense. Thank you yeah. for acknowledging me there. Right. So, proof. <laughs> but I'm like, so okay. many damn motorcycles. Right? There. But so I'm like, okay. I, I like that. I, I like the fact that you see like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's weird. I don't know. I just find it more weird when I have, I find guys more opposed to a woman keeping her name. I'm just like, what's your reasoning? Yeah. And if you like, we'll be a more cohesive family. Are we less of a family if we have different names? If we have different names, no. Because that means like, like no, no, like 
No. You still be a family. You can still be a family. Like, yeah. If you're dating somebody for eons, like for years, you have children and growing up, like, and they refer to her as mom, like, does that make her less of a mother? Does that make her less of a partner? Right. No. It just family makes- dynamics are just so different for everyone. It is. You can't like put it in a box. You and I think that's the beautiful thing about it. I think the 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 struggles when people come across society and there's already pre-made checked off box mm-hmm. and you realize, you know what? Just accepting the fact that your life will never fit into this certain box and maybe it shouldn't. Oh and you see that with Mad and her family tree that she made. Yeah, but you know, I think that's what makes it beautiful mm-hmm. about it. Because I think, you know, people think, you know, blood's you know, family over everybody kind of thing. But I feel like people have to realize when they talk about family over everything, family does not always necessarily mean blood related. Because yeah. those people who are blood related can also be the people that screw you over. Yeah. I think like with Elizabeth's family, her yes. her parents. Yeah. Who are con artists. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't care was, about their kids at all. Yeah, exactly. Her dad was a fake reverend and her mm-hmm. mom yeah she was a serial um tax evasion. Yeah. Yeah. Um I just think it's widower. Yeah, I I I think it's more important that people just start acknowledging the fact that the family is what you make it, Mm -hmm. and it could be if your blood family is included in that, great. Right, which I love Elizabeth how she made her own family with Calvin, starting with Calvin in six thirty, getting mad, and then Harriet and um Walter, Walter, and his daughter, and then like freaking the Reverend randomly, but yeah, and then Avery. And then Avery finally, which is amazing. So I, I like how she created her whole family from friends yeah. in this group. And it, and you realize it's kind of from like Walter and Avery are in the were understand her as well because they're both single parents. Mm-hmm. Avery in the sense that with her background, she technically wasn't a single parent. Well, she wasn't really a parent. A sing- she wasn't a parent. But for the time frame that she had him, I understand why. Yeah. Um, cause Calvin was an orphan or a assumed orphan. Assumed orphan. Yeah. Um, but also she got pregnant cause he wasn't 17. He, she was 17. like 16 or 17. Yeah. And listen, he, listen, it was out of wedlock as well. Yeah. Like she like fell in love with head over heels as a dude and her parents were like, Oh hell no, you're going to, uh, so they like, which I feel like we've talked about stuff like this before in another book. I can't remember, uh-huh. but, uh, we learned that Avery Parker uh, is Calvin's birth mother. Yeah. And that she was forced into a home for pregnant women mm-hmm. where she was taken care of unless she wanted to keep her baby. Then she was abused, locked in her room to give birth by herself, mm. which is awful. awful. And then like she passed out or she, they gave her drugs, yeah. and, like put her to sleep and they took her baby away from her, telling her that it was stillborn and they disposed of the body. Like, Without her even seeing it. Like, okay. One, I remember reading Outlander. Yeah. (laughs) And there was a stillborn in one of the books. Remember? And she had to deliver. I think they asked They gave it to her. They gave her, Claire's baby Mm -hmm. to her. She was, she died in her arms or whatever. Yeah. Hope or whatever her name was. Yeah. It was Hope. Yeah. um, Or Faith. Faith. And like, I think they gave her the baby so then she can physically see it wasn't there. Well, I think there's so, also to have a grieving process. Right. To accept and the Avery death. didn't even have that. They took it away from her before she could even have that at all. But even though the kid was still alive. Right. They just literally took the kid away, Calvin. Yeah. And put him up for adoption. And she went to go live her life 
not knowing that her son was alive. Yeah. Which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. And I just think, I, which is the thing, I, it always goes back to me, like, thinking where people talk about, they talk about having kids back in those days only in this preconceived setup. Mm-hmm. You can only have sex and you can only have a child when you're married. Right. That is the only things you can do. And they only, and they really had those rules and those regulations on women. Mm-hmm. Because you can see in the book, every man's cheating on his wife. Yeah. Every, and it's not unusual for if he has to get his, the, the mistress pregnant. Yeah. They're like, oops, sucks. And you know who gets in trouble if you get pregnant messing with them? The mistress. The woman, yeah. We saw that with, with Elizabeth. She got pregnant and they fucking fired her ass. I love the fact that when she was getting fired, she fucking challenged them yeah. the entire time. I love the fact that she played devil's advocate. Yeah. She said, they're like, well, you need to sign this. She's like, why? They're like, because of obvious. She's like, what's obvious? What's obvious? And they're like, well, you're pregnant. And she's like, okay, so what does that have to do with my job? And they're like, it's a disgrace to be here. And she says, would you be firing me if I was a man and you found out I got another woman pregnant? And then they're like, no. And she's like, so why? why? And they're why like, me? because you'd be a man. She goes, that doesn't make any sense. I right. still got somebody pregnant. The only difference is I'm the one carrying it. Mm-hmm. And she literally spoke such logic that they just got mad and like, you just, you just need to sign this paper because we want you out. And I, I just think that's so... It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I think that's so frustrating because I think stuff like this was such a normal practice that that's why you have a law in place for women. It's like, I've heard nowadays, even some women will not disclose during interviews if they're pregnant because while the job cannot say they don't hire you because you're pregnant or tell They'll you... They'll just make up an excuse for something why else. Why they didn't hire yeah. you. Yeah. Or even with a job, I think some, I've heard of stories of women being afraid to tell their employer they're pregnant mm-hmm. as well because they were afraid to lose their job. And yeah. there had to be a law sent place like for maternity leave. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it just baffles me. It just, it just baffles me. The things that women, ha- women have to think of, like that men don't have to think about all the time, you know? Right. It's just crazy well i think nowadays which I, which is great where you have maternity leave right and now mm-hmm. they're trying to enforce paternity leave for the fathers to be there for their child because which is great great dads want to support their kids and their wives mm-hmm. and some people are believing that men shouldn't have that off and i'm like wait a minute for some people i'm like okay so you want to the, you want kids here right right so i mean get into abortion thought process because i think that's a whole other thing yeah but i feel like it kind of ties itself into this right but i'm like okay so you want to support the baby, the mother's having it. You she want people to have babies, right? But then you don't want to support them at all when doing it, right? And then with the husband, he's like, "Well, I want to spend time with my child, right?" And that's a bonding time for the father as well. And they're like, "Why would you need to do it?" Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because it's my child, child. <laughs> his child, he's <laughs> he's adapting to this child as well, yeah, and to support the mother as well. Mm-hmm. I just ooh ooh yeah ooh. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Um, but I love that she fought that. And then, you know, the other stuff that pissed me off, Michelle, <laughs> you know, that shit that other pissed me off is the fact that they fire her. Right. Right. But the dumbass, uh, okay. I shouldn't call him a dumbass. He sounds sweet, but he just does not know how to do his job. Uh-huh. Consistently goes to Elizabeth to have her do his job. Right. At the job. It's not just him. I think it's a bunch of them. A bunch yes. of the scientists there. Yes. At Hastings. Yes. Go to Elizabeth after she's fired to do do so the she work. could do hit their do work, work for them at Hastings. The job she and got they fired. Pay, they pay her under the table to support her. <laughs> I'm just like, 
what the fuck? She's just like a chemist dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like oh, being back in high God. school and had paying somebody to write your reports. Yeah. And she would do that. And they did that not for a couple months. They did it for years because she, she was supporting herself. Yeah. And then when she gets there. They did it even after the baby was born. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. I was like, yeah, girl, get it. Charge them double. Like, what right? the fuck? Oh, it was so frustrating. And then. Oh, what was it? I think that I forgot the name. I think you have it in the list here. That might, the Boriski guy. I think that's the guy who's. Who is that, anyways? I think that's the guy who's who's crap at his job and asks Elizabeth to do it. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I didn't remember him. But yeah. yeah, because then at one point too, because she gets she gets hired years down the road at back at Hastings, mm-hmm. and to find out that he's using again, he's crediting her work that she's done mm-hmm. and her discoveries too. And Doctor and the fucking director knows it. Yeah, director. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Donati. Dr. Doodoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was an asshole to begin with. Oh, yeah. He was so upset about it. He was jealous of Calvin. He was so jealous of Calvin. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> the whole time. Maybe stay in your lane. Yeah. And then remember in the beginning, he was so jealous of Calvin, of his success, and then he was even more jealous of Calvin because he was getting with Elizabeth. With the hot chick, yeah. With the hot chick. And so then his plan was to try to take Elizabeth from Calvin. Yeah. And I'm like, how? And she's, like, not even seeing it. She's not. <laughs> As, like, flirting. Which yeah. It was an awful attempt at flirting. Oh, my God. <gasps> he was he was degrading her, right? He was like, first I'm going to degrade her and make her think she's worthless. And then yeah. I'll swoop in and be like, oh, yeah, you're so hot. Yeah. What? You know, you know there's, there's guys that think like that, right? It's so backwards. <laughs> You're like, what, what is wrong with them? How, well, it's manipulative. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> because he's like, you know what I'm going to do to get the chick? I'm going to lower her self-esteem so much. And then I'm going to build it up. And she's going to be so thankful for me. I... No, that's not how that works. Yeah. Dumbasses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But there's a point where. Oh, this. Okay. So the other thing that. The... Talking about people not believing Elizabeth with her work. Mm-hmm. There's the other part in society that they don't believe her in is when she's being harassed, sexually harassed. Oh yeah. So in the beginning, it of started the, out in school. Yeah, it started out when she was getting her doctorate because she never finishes it because she left the school. Yeah. Because she ended up, I had to pause in the beginning yeah. of the book with that was because she ended up being raped, um, by her professor. By her professor, and her professor was upset with her. Because, because she was correcting his work or something. Yeah, because he was like, "Why are you still here?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm correcting here and there." And he ends she up, found a discrepancy, and he was like, "Oh no!" And he was upset because she was right. Yeah, and she's he ends right. up. I don't understand. Like, and again, so I I know this sounds weird. Hear me out. I've talked to. No, I don't understand. I've talked to people, specifically males, mm-hmm. good guys. I shouldn't say good guys. That sounds weird. But like genuine friends of mine, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to understand the mentality behind rape not at all agreeing with it but my thing is like if you're so disgusted with somebody why do you want to touch them right that's my mentality and i realized that the act rape itself it has nothing to do with being attraction no it's a power it's a power and so and we saw that in the other books we read like yellow wife and yeah yeah it's a power dynamic Mm -hmm. because you can clearly see like their teacher at one point is so he's like let me show her Mm -hmm. and my thing is i'm like oh well I'm like, okay. And then he proceeds to rape her. 
like the beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth, because she's a fucking badass, badass. decides to take a was it a pencil? A sharpened number a sh- two pencil. A sharpened Ticonderoga. Yeah. What was that, Michelle? <laughs> Shout out to Ticonderoga pencil. Right. Sharpened pencil and stab was it stabbing him in the junk? Or just in it was, it, no, was, it, was in his, it was in his kidney. Yeah, it was in his kidney. She took a pencil and stabbed him in his kidney, calls the police. And you know, there's like, and she, you can see she's beaten, like she was slapped. Yeah. And you can see she's always like that. And the police, instead of investigating it, they want an apology for yeah. her. Because he's- For like, him raping her. Yeah. Well, they said because he got hurt. Right. And I love, 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 love the fact that at the end of it, like the police is not even paying attention to her. And she goes, because he's waiting for her to show remorse. And so right. he'll write the remorse down, not her actual statement. Right. Because he wasn't writing her statement down beforehand. Mm-hmm. And she goes, all right, fine. I do have something to say. I do have some remorseful to say. And he goes, all right, cool. And the cop gets ready to write it down. And she goes, I wish I had more pencils. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And she, there's that. that, And then was... I think the other time, actually, that's the only time from my experience with Elizabeth personally that they show that. In mm-hmm. other places, too, they show talk about women being sexually harassed like that as well. Yeah. And people not believing them. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the other instance where this guy was a piece of shit yeah. and thought having that power dynamic was, I even text Michelle this, where where was it Phil Lemon? Phil, yeah, Phil the, the boss yeah, at the TV station. Yes. Decides because he's upset because of how Elizabeth isn't doing something. She's like fucking killing it in the TV yeah. show. Yeah. And he's like, ups- the numbers are doing great. Yeah. Like, people love her. Yeah. And he's upset that she's doing so well. Yeah. He doesn't understand. And she's why. not wearing his tight ass outfits and being exactly. all pretty. Exactly. He decides to call her in the office because Walter was like, don't do that. He's a horrible man. Yeah. Let me be there with you. Right. Which and, is like, oh my God. Yeah. And he decides to pull down his pants and then have his genitals out because he's trying to force her to give him head. Right. And so she leans down because she always sharpens her own knives and takes out a 14 inch chef knife. Yeah. And he passes out. No, he has a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. <laughs> With his pants down. Pants <laughs> down. And it's like, what was the goal here, dude? Right. Like, I love the fact that that's all she did was that. She just pulls out this 14 she inch. She didn't even touch him. Yeah. Just. And he was like. Oh. <laughs> and then she was like. Oh no. He passed out. I'm going to go check his stuff. Oh look what I found. Our numbers are actually doing really well. Yep. I better go call the janitor and see if he can help me find an ambulance. <laughs> I was like yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's the guy that everyone signed the, the don't get well card. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Because he was like that to everyone. He was yeah. like awful to everyone at the company. Yeah, they're telling Elizabeth. Oh, I love the part where during the company, when she first started, Walter was like, no! Like, she just wouldn't listen to him. Yeah. And there's a point where she's giving... She's cooking, so you guys have to realize how interesting that would be. She's cooking dinners, like all like genuine dinners for a family. And she's only using the chemistry names, the chemical yeah. names for all the cooking. Sodium chloride. Just salt. <laughs> salt. What and, was, yeah. And there's another, I forgot, I don't know the chemical name behind it, but there's a name she says, and people are calling in by that end of the episode. Calling in droves. And they're, yeah, and they're like, what is it? And they're like, vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> it's vinegar. <laughs> and then she actually helps out with the phones too, and you can see, like, mm-hmm. helping Walter and stuff. I think it's so interesting, like, Mm-hmm. oh my god and then every time like uh 
Elizabeth would do something on the show or like in life, her friends, Walter and Harriet would be like, oh, my God, there she goes again. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, she, we can't stop her. <laughs> <laughs> I think. With her progressiveness. And the reason people, specifically women, loved her show so much mm-hmm. was not only did she, she was a girl's girl. You know, she was for women. Mm-hmm. And supporting them in anything that they wanted to do. There was a lady who wanted to be a heart surgeon. Oh my god, yeah. She just showed up for the show. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I'm a housewife. She's like, no, no, no. Besides that, what are you? And she goes, I want to be a heart surgeon. Yeah. And she's like, and... and but it's too late for me. Uh, yeah. And here's <laughs> and the she's thing. she's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Elizabeth, I think the women loved her show because one of the things they said, they said, we're treated with respect. Mm-hmm. And we're treated with as like intelligent beings. Intelligent beings. Mm-hmm. Because Elizabeth was like, why don't you go back to school? Why don't you do that? Yeah. It's not too late for you. You should yeah. do that. And they did start at the library. Yeah. And later down the road, you find out that she passed her, like her med Her exam. Her She's going to be a doctor. She's going to be a doctor. I love that little, like, like yeah. the letter at the end of the show. I was like, oh. And it just goes to show, like, these women weren't being taken. It was like two years later, too, right? Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. And these women liked her show because they were she was taking them seriously. Yeah. So yeah, they were cooking food, but they were t- and they were writing down recipes. And I think that's all women really wanted was like someone to take them seriously. Seriously, because all they want, all people would just do is say, "Oh, you're a woman, you cook dinner. How hard is that going to be? Mm-hmm. How, you have a family. How hard is this going to be?" Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "No, like that's a real thing." Yeah, it's kind of funny. The showrunners wanted her to like promote soups that were really bad with like too much sodium in it yeah and then there was like the time when they're like yeah you have to look sexy on tv and it's like who are you actually like it was making the show for it was, men telling, it was you- men telling her to do that and it was like who are you making the show for because like women don't want this exactly they're like women they don't want smart it was men i'm like if men know? are gonna watch the cooking show. right it's the women who are watching the cooking show so like what the fuck like no wonder your shows failed if like know your demographic know it maybe don't think with your dick um, she did run into some trouble though when with the um, mention of religion. Oh yeah, so she's an atheist. Yeah, um, and unmarried. Yep. <laughs> so when like her followers, her the people who watched the show found out about that, there was like crazy people mm-hmm. who came to the show and like were like, like a bomb. we're gonna bring a bomb i was like what the fuck i just think it's funny i'm like aren't you supposed to be religious and like love people like right. in the name of christ and then you're gonna harm we're people. gonna harm people for not being your stereotype type for not believing what you believe yeah how how is that gonna it's bring so to- backwards i i don't understand yeah <laughs> when religion gets like that like yeah you're like how are you gonna bring somebody closer to god if you kill them I mean that's one oh, way. That's one way, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think he would. I think they would prefer them to be alive. Yeah. For the whole religious thing. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not an expert, but maybe <laughs> it's just a thought. Yeah. But I think it's interesting, and they were trying to boycott the show because of it. But the thing is, is like Elizabeth never had any fault. Like she never judged anybody who did believe. Right. Yeah. She was just like, "This is my belief," yeah. and she left it like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was like, "Oh, oh why does she? Why does she have my values?" I'm like. Because she is her own person. God forbid she's her own person. Yeah. The whole time she's been her own person. You just found that out. Yeah. I like, yeah. I love how she made the show an absolute hit. And like, <laughs> the funny thing was she was educating women on about chemistry, but also like there was this time where she was like, let's like, what about mushrooms? You know, 
some mushrooms can be poisonous. <laughs> so she, it was kind of funny how she was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle. Where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, what were your opinions on Miss Frask? Miss Frask. Um, Miss Frask, she definitely represents one way women deal with like oppression um, by like competing against the same sex, you know? Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's, you know, you go into the office setting and then there's like, you know, the secretary. We saw it in like uh, uh, the other black woman, the, the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, we're going to sabotage you to make myself look good, but like we're downgrading you we're both women you know mm-hmm. oh i see what you're saying yeah because you're, you would think you would think that being both oppressed you would team up together to but yeah but it's like self-sabotage because like yeah. it didn't really work out for her in the end anyways she got fired too eventually fu- yeah she did get fired she was there to assist with firing elizabeth mm-hmm. and then you find out later in the years i think it's like a year or two or something like that where you find out she ended up having a boss that was younger than her, like 21. Mm-hmm. And one of the rules, one of the things he fucking wrote for her was like to get things done. And one of the number one thing was to have her lose 20 pounds. Right. And they fired her because she didn't lose. She had, she, she gained some weight or something. She gained 10 pounds. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that have to do with her job as a secretary? Right. And so they fired her on that. And I just think that's, not, I, just, I say interesting, but I'm just like, one, it's karma. Yeah. Because you weren't even pregnant, but you were still sleeping around. Because, yeah, because during the, sh- the beginning of it, she was sleeping with one of the people. Yeah. At the sh- thing. And then he dumped her for, I think she said a virgin. Mm-hmm. It was like a 19-year-old or a something. A 19-year-old virgin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His child. Yeah. Like, are you? Okay. So she was sleeping, a grown woman was sleeping around with this guy because she wanted to prove that she was wifey material, mm-hmm. and then he dumped her. Mind you, she didn't even really like that guy. He was just somebody she was, like, messing around with. Mm-hmm. But she wanted to prove that she was wifey material by sleeping with him, and then he dumped her and found a 19-year-old virgin. Yeah. And then that's when she had her boss be younger than her. And one of the one of her <laughs> things she was supposed to work on was losing 20 pounds, and she gained 10, and they fired her. And then now she works at... um. A secretary for priest, uh, the Reverend Wakely. Yeah. And she's like, this is my penance. I have to work with the religion now. Yeah. <laughs> to atone for my sins. I was like, bitch. Right. Fuck you. But also like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a little bit sad for her because she also had a similar backstory to Elizabeth at well, school. She did. But at the same time, I don't. Because I really feel like this is her karma. Yeah. Because while Elizabeth may have had that, she never stepped on anybody to get to where she was. Right. Where Frask was, you were... She was conniving. She was conniving, and one, you slept around. Mm. I mean... I should say, when I say sleep around, it's like... I say sleep around in the sense that while Elizabeth was sleeping with Calvin, you were sleeping with somebody else, and then, like, glass glass house pointing at her and condemning her for getting pregnant when you could have been in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah I get you. I get yeah, you. Nothing wrong with having sex. Let's no, get that across. It's but the I, point that you're pointing fingers at Elizabeth yeah. for doing the same thing as you. Yeah, because she and Elizabeth 
was in a loving relationship yeah. with somebody and just didn't want to get married. You she wanted was, to. And I think that's a part too. She was just so jealous. She was so jealous. Because she saw what they had. And wanted it. Yeah. And then found out when. And that's the other thing is when you revel in somebody else's pain because she knew she was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Absolutely heartbroken. And then found out she was pregnant. And in the midst of finding every all that shit out. You planned her demise. Yeah. Like she personally had a vendetta against her. And Elizabeth didn't even know. She didn't even know she was pregnant. She no, Elizabeth didn't even know that Frask was upset, was jealous of her. Yeah. She was just minding her own business. Right. And Frask was like, How am I gonna knock her down a peg or two? And I'm like, instead of being a, a woman's woman and saying this woman might need help to support this child, that is something I'll never understand. That mentality is like, oh, you're pregnant, so I'm gonna throw you out to the streets in mm-hmm. so many words. I'm like, isn't that the opposite of support? Because right. now she has this child she needs to take care of. And instead of supporting her, you make sure she has no money to take care of right. her child. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? And then, so I don't I don't feel bad for her. Like, while sexual harassment, in that sense, nobody should go through that. No, yeah. I'm saying in the big spectrum of everything, mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for her. I really feel yeah. like, Miss, like Frask did that to herself. She did, yeah. And I don't feel bad for her. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of happy. I do find it a little weird that Calvin did have a pen pal. And the last thing he wrote down, he's like, I hate my father. I hope he's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And the Reverend was like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> I was like, absolutely like shocked in the way he died. <gasps> like I could oh! see, I, could, I had a feeling like he was going to die. But the, the I way he did, I, I was just was like, I was just like so shocked. I was like, this is wild. Because he actually, because and Elizabeth blames herself because she convinced him to get a leash. So he was holding the leash and the dog went one way and he twisted. So I yeah, feel like and he, then like the fucking cop car. Well, I think I that's what got me. I was like, I what? Think he actually died of the fall. I think he got died because the cops ran over him. Yeah. The cops fucking ran over him. And at one point in the book, they were describing, like, the budget cuts that happened. I'm like, why the fuck is this important? Right, why are we losing this? And it ended up being the budget cuts happened, so then, like, they couldn't fix the cars properly, so they got adapted to, like, the sound of, like, what was it, the so, engine? Like, some... Engine would backfire. Would backfire, they got used to that, and it sounded like a gunshot. Yeah, and, then, and that scared... 630. It scared 630. 630 went left. Calvin went right. And there was a fell. leash. And then there was a... It snapped. Fell. Yeah, it's not. And then what actually killed him was the cops backed into him. Yeah. And, and ran over him. Yeah, they ran over him. I was just so dumbstruck. I was like, how did that happen? Uh, and part of me was like, I don't think they, they ran over him. And they re- came back again. Like, they went back <laughs> up. <laughs> and they're like, how? Oh, out of the car. Like, two dumb idiots. Yeah. I hope they yeah. got fired. I hope they got... Yeah. Yeah. And then they, that's how. These fictional characters, I hope they got fired. I hope they got fired. <laughs> and then, and this entire time she blamed him. And I honestly think, I honestly think, like, Elizabeth blamed him because she convinced the leash. I'm like, he didn't die because of the leash. She yeah. was so guilty. She yeah. felt so much guilt over his death. Yeah. For forcing him to use a stupid leash. Yeah. And I'm just, when you think about it too, like, part, I had to reread that sadly a couple of times. So I was like, he didn't, and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm like, I don't, he didn't die because of the leash. It's because he got ran over. Yeah. It's because the cops weren't looking where they're driving. Exactly. They got ran over. And one of Calvin's, I think they described how he looked. There's a pool of blood. And Calvin's like, I think he asked where 630 was. 
oh yeah he was like 6 30 and the cop that was his last words and the cops are like no it's almost 6 30 it's it's like 5 59 first of all why are you saying that this is somebody who just got ran over right who you just ran over maybe it's the shock of it all yeah but like yeah, yeah. i was just like oh my god and then and then that dumb reporter yeah at the funeral and she was just like talking i just remember her walking home and just sitting there i just oh and then oh my god and 6 30 would go to the cemetery yep and like go and be with and talk to him through the gravestones broke my little heart i was just like oh 6 30 no and talk and do updates and be like, yes, your little gremlin's being good. He's yeah. growing really healthy. Yeah, because I think he actually could talk to the spirits. Oh my god, yeah. He would talk to uh, her in the womb, which was funny. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, I have to tell you something. Your father is dead. Yeah. And then he like could feel her mourning within yeah. the cell. I was like, oh, no! This, this and it's something to come because when she came, like, I think she was drawing the family, Calvin, somehow, like, there's like an orb that was there. Yeah. I think she always showed, like, reflections. She's like, no, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's dad. Yeah. But I love 630 so much. He's my favorite. Absolute favorite character. I, I love, actually, I really do like, there's one thing in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so lessons in chemistry is told through omniscient narration, which I never heard of before. Um, it's pretty much, uh, it's when multiple characters, emotions, and inner thoughts are available to the reader. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got to see so many different perspectives in this book. We saw, of course, uh, Elizabeth. We saw Calvin's. We saw their daughter's 630s. Almost every character we have a perspective on in this book. Yeah, you had Harriet. And it was pretty amazing. Madeline, you got to Elizabeth. Harriet, Walter. The, the, the reverend. Yeah. Like. Even Miss Frask. <laughs> Frask and, Don, and that dipshit. Yeah. Don, Don Donati. Yeah, Donati. Donati. And I'm just like, it was. It felt so rich, like this world that Bonnie made for yeah. us. It felt like very rich and like you can see uh, like the whole thing. It was great. I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was a very interesting way to write the book. It was, but I also think it helped solidify like perspectives as well on mm-hmm. characters because... You could always, I think the devil's advocate, you could always play like, oh, well, what if he was thinking like this? Yeah. Well, no. No, you now you know. So you found his perspective. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. He's oh, a piece of shit. And <laughs> when uh, Calvin and Elizabeth were still like not dating yet, but they were like, okay. So he's like, he threw up on her. Yeah. And then like days later, they're in the office and they're like, like, oh, I'm not going to be nice to her because she just, that's not what she wants. She's a strong, independent woman. I'm going to show her. I'm not going to open the door for her, even though she's carrying a stack of books yeah. and can't see where she's going. Yeah. And then you hear her and she's like, man, I wish he would have been so chivalrous and like, he must not like me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> it's like back and forth and like that. And you're like, no, no, you guys. I'm like sitting here as a third person. Like, you guys like each other. <laughs> kiss. kiss! <laughs> and then I really did like that. She initiated the kiss, the first kiss. Was it in her car? It was like right outside her car. And then I was like, oh, there it is. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like my little fangirl does it. <laughs> I feel like I, I can relate a little bit to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I hope I never relate to her in the sexual harassment and the death of my partner. No, um, like that. Um, uh, but the love story portion, I would love that. I know because yeah. that was a, that ended up also being her friend. Yeah, and I I think 
the people like them, it's really normal for like husband, wife, this and that. But I, th- I, I think the character, some people would just miss the fact that yes, he was a well-known chemist, but he was also her, um, her coach. And so and I say coach, like if she, like her confidant, mm-hmm. her friend, in so many ways, maybe her rival mm-hmm. and like she can talk and he was on her level. She was on his level just as he, much as he was on hers. Yeah. And the fact that, which I love the fact that even Elizabeth noticed that when she would say something, he's like, well, you should do it. And he supported her and anything that she wanted to do for us, especially when it came to chemistry. And she's like, I can't just do that. Nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to believe the print that comes out. And he's like, well, that's stupid. Why wouldn't they? And, and, in the back of her mind, she was just like, the fact that one is so great that you don't even see it like that. I know. That you just see it straight from a scientific view. As well. He's like, everybody should be a chemist. Yeah. But she goes, he wasn't aware of the reality of it. Yeah. Well, I love that his brilliance. He was very he, innocent. He was as brilliant as he was. Yeah. He was very naive. Yes. In that way. And she was just like, I love the fact that you support me being Elizabeth. She goes, <laughs> she goes, but you're not living in the world right now. <laughs> oh, honey. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's so much. This book has so many lessons. I mean, it's called Lessons so in Kiss. Literally lessons. But also, like, lessons in faith. Like, there was one time Mad was talking to Reverend Wakely, and he was, she was saying, oh, I have faith. And he's like, but I thought you're atheist. And she's like, well, faith isn't a religion thing. And I was just thought, I sat there and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. It's not. Faith is something that you believe in. You believe in something. It doesn't have to be a religion. Right. Right. And that's why you now, even nowadays, you hear people say organized religion or you'll hear people say, I'm not religious and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because people are now having that separation. It's not that people don't believe in a higher power or a, or a belief system. It's more like they want to separate themselves from a religion that has been misconstrued or manipulated to demean and like demise people. And you're like, mm. Like, I see that in some ways. And you, you can find it in every religion, any extremist religion. It's Christianity. You can mm-hmm. find it in Judaism. You can find it in Catholicism. You can mm-hmm. find it across the board. And I think yeah. most people are looking for the, like, look, I'm looking for guidance in my life. I'm looking for a certain amount of structure for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to take something and then belittle somebody else or think less of them because of because of something they're not following, quote unquote. Right, yeah. And I think that's where you start especially in our generation you're starting to see people say i'm not religious i'm spiritual Mm -hmm. i have a belief but it's not this belief yeah because like you can find and i'm just talking from somebody with a not even christian background but let's just say christianity Mm -hmm. or baptist where like it's been used to be manipulative it's been used against the lgbtqia community it's been used against people of color black people as well women yeah women it's you know constantly mm-hmm. even to this day you see it with abortion medicine, and it bases back to religion you're like and all at the end of the day it's like if you believe that for yourself then you shouldn't get it yeah kind of thing and i think that's where people are coming by and they're like you know i have other problems to deal with that i need guidance on other than whether or not i should be married whether or not i have to have kids because even People, there are married couples who don't want kids. Right. And the people bring it back to religion. Yeah. And they're like, you have to have kids. No, I don't. No. I don't yeah. want to be. And honestly, the fact, and they'll say, for people who don't have kids, they're like, that's selfish. I'm like, no, it's not. The fact that you know that already about yourself. How is that selfish? <laughs> I don't understand how that's selfish, not wanting kids. Well, they'll say it's selfish because, well, what about your parents? What if they want grandkids? 
And I've actually heard, I want children. I'll state that. But I've actually, yeah. my parents are old, a little bit older yeah. or older. Um, they were older when they had me. And I'm an only child as well. And mm-hmm. I've heard people talk to me with my parents around to me. And they're like, well, what if your parents want kids right now? You should have kids soon. And <laughs> my mom yeah. has bluntly told them, my child, my daughter, well, she goes, it doesn't matter how, like, I could be dead and gone. She's still going to be my child. She's still going to be my daughter. She goes, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I decided to have this child, me. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, and I took care of her. She goes, now, when she decides to have kids, if she wants kids, I do. She goes, she's going to take care of those children. Right. She's, and it should be her, her choice. It is her choice. She's like, sure. Yeah, she goes, yeah. do I want grandchildren? Sure. If she wants kids, I would love to have grandchildren. She goes, but at the end of the day, I'll love my grandchildren and I'm going to die. And she will still be the mother to them. Mm-hmm. And she will still need to take care of them. Right. Because, so, yeah, that happens, you know, because your mom's older. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, all our parents are older. They're going to yeah, go away. Exactly. And, and so, so her thought process is, like, <laughs> if she has a child just because she wants to make me a grandparent. That's not, the I, right, that's not the right that's reason not the to right have reason. a kid. She's like, then she's going to be essentially stuck with this child that she didn't really she want. She still has to take care of. Yeah. yeah. So my mom was like, we lived our lives before we had a child. So that way we lived every expectation we wanted for ourselves. And then when we had a child, that was our next expectation mm-hmm. and we were prepared for it. My mom has told me again and again, like in the most loving way, she's like, I don't have any expectations for you. And yeah. I'm like, wow, way to shoot <laughs> us. And she's like, no. And it's since like, she's not the one to be like, you need to have children because I want grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You need to get married because I want it. Like she's never ever, neither of my parents have ever put yeah. that on me. I've had discussions. I'm like, what if I never want to get married, but I just want to live with a, like my partner, like with a man for the rest of my life. My mom's like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So if that's what makes you happy. I support it. And it's always reverted back to that. Yeah. Like, if you want to get married, then you get married. If you don't want to get married, then don't get married. If you want to stay single the rest of your life, then stay single the rest of your life. She goes, do whatever's going to make you happy. She's like, because that's all they want for you. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, what if I just start, well, not that I, I'm not part of the community, but I'm like, what if I found out I just started dating women? And my mom was like, she goes, she goes, you don't have to, not just you say I didn't have to come out. My mom was like, if you came to me and you're like, mom, I went on this phenomenal date with this woman and we talked about this, this, this. She's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is new. You went on a date with a woman? And she's like, you'd probably be like, yeah. And I'd be like, how was the date? <laughs> <laughs> so my parents... Whatever I want to do with my life, I which is I think is such a beautiful and rare thing. I have the full support of as long as it's not hurting myself or anybody else. Yeah, they don't they don't really care. That's good. They don't really yeah. care. They 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 care more about the core things. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, what if I want to be? If I change my, I was like, as long as you're happy and you're healthy, have fun. Yeah, have fun. Live your life the way you want to. Don't live it for us. Mm-hmm. We've already done that, which is why we had you so late. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. all right. Yeah. So I'm like, joking about it. I'm just going to be out here hoeing, <laughs> respectfully. But I'll be happy hoeing. I'll be happy hoeing. My mom's like, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> be safe. <laughs> but I think I think that just goes to show you, like, that, and mind you, my parents are older. Like, they're, they are baby boomers. Mm-hmm. That is a rare thought process. I know, Yeah. <laughs> Um, because usually you think that stereotypically that generation is very conservative. Uh-huh. Um, my parents said, nay, nay, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I think it's interesting, like, 
they know they still they grew up in the mentality of the 1960s and thought process and they're they're well aware because i was telling them about this as well. yeah, yeah um and even my mom she's like i never got that she goes i never understood why it was a big deal she goes other things i understand why they did because you didn't have the support society she goes but i never understood why it was such a big deal yeah and i think it's interesting talking to my dad about it because He's a man. So yeah, so it's a different perspective. It's definitely a different perspective. Because even when I was telling my mom about, like, for instance, oh, this was name change and how she didn't want that mm-hmm. and then anything. she And I was telling my mom about this and she was like, 100%, I get that. Mm-hmm. My, if my dad, bless his heart, was like, well, I don't see. He says, well, what's the difference? I was like, because I said they wouldn't have given her. Her name would have been Mrs. Calvin Evans. So it would have been under her. It wouldn't have been Elizabeth Zott. Yeah. It would have been. Calvin it wouldn't even Evans. been Elizabeth Evans. Yeah. It would have been Mrs. Calvin Evans. Yeah. I said that's what it have written. That's what it would have been written up. And that's what yeah. people would have thought they would have brought up her husband. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I said, so I told my dad, I was like, that's I said, you know the main reason changing the names was because women were owned. I said that's why she wasn't even referred to by her first name. She was always referred to by her husband's name. Because she was owned. And my dad was like, I don't think no. I was like, yeah. Women were owned. Like, that's why they had dowries. That's mm-hmm. why they changed their names like that. Yeah. Because you were then the family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you didn't have anything of your own. Yeah, everything was under your husband's name. Yeah. And so even my dad was like, oh, like, that's why it's like when you come to women with peace. Oh my God. And then she was starting to pay Harriet for her babysitting services. Yeah, she did. She's like, I can finally have my own income yeah because her husband was a piece of crap yeah i forgot why harriet said she married her her husband well i think she married him because you know he was young and hot Uh and then she got to know him and on their wedding night and she was like oh wait this is wait this is not what i wanted (laughs) yeah because i think at one point harriet's husband because they're neighbors yeah was looking across the street something like that and he was like rubbing his stomach and like I ain't Elizabeth. Right. Like a piece of meat. Yeah. Yeah. And he has like his dirty girl magazines that Harriet hates. But I'm like, that's, that's fine. But like, um, yeah, no, he, he, he just doesn't know. He sounds like an awful person. And then she met Walter. Yeah. Oh, I love Walter and her. Yeah. But I love that Walter at one point described himself. He was like balding. Was he like 50? Yeah. He's like, I'm not handsome. I'm not handsome, not good looking at this. And then he gave a compliment to her. She was like, oh, thanks. And I was like, oh. I think that just goes to show you how your priorities when finding a partner changes. Yeah. Because when you're young, you're like, I want him to be hot and this and that. And not to say that Walter wasn't attractive. But of course, if you're 19, early 20-something, you're not going to find that look appealing. Mm -hmm. But then as you grow as an individual, you think, you know what? That has a certain amount of charm to it. Yeah. And I like the the charm and I like the the personality more. Yeah. 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 Personality. Goes way further. Goes way further. And that can literally, the way you meet people, the way you see people with their personality totally changes how they look. I don't know the psychology behind that, Mm -hmm. but like. I feel like you can see somebody and you're like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not going to, I don't like braiding people. That always makes you weird. Like, oh, he's a seven. Right. But like, you're like, he's you're like he's all right. Right. Yeah. And then you get to know the person and then you're like, you fine as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what, what that is. You're just like, you're just really, you're like, something about you is now just really attractive. Nothing on you physically has changed, <laughs> but I know you as a person now. And, and you're like ten times hotter. And you're just ten, yeah, and now you're just ten times more attractive. Yeah, I would love to know the psychology behind 
<laughs> you're like, why is it that now? Now, like, because sometimes I look at guys and I'm just like, and then there's some guys, you get the phenomenon, the rare phenomenon, where you're just like, you're just fucking attractive, right? Mm-hmm. And then you meet him and you're like, oh, oh. he's a fucking great guy too. Like, <laughs> personality-wise, you're like, great, great. <laughs> it's great all around. <laughs> right? I don't know. And that's not to say that, like, I think, you know, and I think that goes for, like, women, just people in general. Yeah. But there's been some some men I've looked at and I'm like, and it also works the opposite too, where you're like, this guy's really attractive. And then you meet them in person or you get to know their personality and you're like, ew. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And you just can't, you're like, ew. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you're the absolute worst. <laughs> yes. I don't know. This book, I, I loved this book. Mm-hmm. How many sips would you give it? Um, Five sips being the highest. Yeah. Five stars in a choke. Yeah. <laughs> five sips for sure. Five sips in the, oh my and God. my drink went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> it was so good. It's definitely one of the books I'm going to re- recommend every time I think of a book. Everyone's like, hey, what book do you recommend? I'm like, Less is I have, I always do um, Children of Blood and Bone. Yes. Because that was I, amazing. Is the third book supposed to come out? Right. We're <laughs> 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 not talking and uh, Outlander, but now Lessons in Chemistry. I absolutely loved it. Yes. The hype was definitely worth it. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. I don't even have any, like, cons about this book. <gasps> Important thing that, let's get that. So we love the book. This we got. They're also making a movie or a show out of it. The show, yeah, on Apple TV, Either which I don't have. <laughs> Just like no, right? We'll find it. We'll find, we'll find it. it. Uh, we'll 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 hack it, hack into it, and watch it because it looks really good. Yeah, no cons. It was uh, no overall cons. really fantastic it. book. Yeah. Which book are we reading next? Oh, that's a good question. Bring out the TBR jar. <laughs> All right, guys, we're doing this live. All right. Let's go. Let's pick the next book. Oh, wait. It's it's back upside up. down. <laughs> it's, it's still upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Dance. Blood Dance. I don't know what this book is about, but I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So you heard it here first. Blood Debts is the next book. Um, thank you for listening to us. Um, signing off, I guess. Signing <laughs> off. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should end it. We will see you next month. Yeah. Oh, that should be interesting. next month, June, right? Yeah, where we're having a picnic slash tea party event recording. So. Uh, join us live. Well, by the time this is out, yeah, you'll be able to, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be out before yeah, then. You'll yeah, you'll see us on IG and TikTok. Yeah, we'll announce it there too, a bunch. Uh, but we'll be live in June. Uh, yeah, I just gotta find my outfit. Well, we'll be we'll be reading Blood Debts for that one. So yeah, yeah. all right, that'll be fun. Bye. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, you put the book back? Yeah, you gotta put it on the little shelf. We don't have the shelf yet. Yeah, but now it's mixed up with the books that we've already...